0: It's Friday night. It's Friday night. And the mood is right. We gotta have some fun, show you how it's done. TGIF.
1: All right, welcome to week 106 of the Two Guys into Fridays podcast. My name is Steven. That over there is Travis. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's what we're doing. We're doing a podcast. Uh, This is a TGIF podcast. We go back, we watch all the shows that aired exactly 30 years after they aired on TGIF. And these are episodes that would have aired when, Travis?
2: These would have been September 27th, 1991.
1: So a couple things. Uh, this episode is a little different than all of our normal episodes. One, because it's going to be half live and half a recording from when we did our show at AwesomeCon a few weeks ago.
2: Yeah, yeah, which was a great time. We had such a blast. We were really grateful they invited us. And uh, the audience was was a, was a lot of fun. So audio is not as, as great as it could be but it was it was a good good show. We don't want to we don't want to lose it. We want you all to hear it.
1: Yeah, and uh they have already announced the dates for next year for Awesome Concert. Go ahead and just put it in your calendar cuz we're planning on being there once again doing the show live. So, we don't know what day, but June 3rd through 5th, 2022 in DC. Just go ahead and buy your flights, buy your hotels, just be ready to go and see us there.
2: <laughs> Plenty of time to plan. Plenty you, of time. You might plan.
1: as well book now. I mean, you book now, right, Travis?
2: I did book a hotel room, um but I'm going <laughs> to change it knew now cuz I I thought that we were gonna I didn't know what our, I didn't know what our situation was and I got like a, a one bed kind of like little room, but now that now that it's changed, we're probably I'll probably find us a two a two bed.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't mind sleeping in a bed. That's not a bad idea.
2: Well, I didn't know. It's it's also it's your wife's birthday weekend, so I didn't know if you all were gonna make a trip out of it or not. But now Who knows? that I things may change that-
1: still. We you we've got a year. Almost.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, So let's see. This, like we said, uh, some of this is recorded live from AwesomeCon, and that's where we're gonna like lead into now. Um, We talked about the first episode, or I guess the episode, the second episode of both Full House. What am I doing? Family Matters. (laughs) Trying to get back into season three mode. uh, Family Matters and Step by Step. Those are the episodes that we talked about at AwesomeCon. So what we're gonna do is we're just gonna plug the the whole entire like forty five minute panel that we did right into the podcast right now so you're gonna hear like intros and everything and like the outro and then we're gonna go right into I guess we'll go right into it the uh next episode yeah perfect strangers and baby talk
2: did we think Rayleigh by the way
1: uh no thanks Rayleigh for the theme song this week uh yeah thank you I don't know if those are all your voice or just the main one or you just like duplicate it but uh great job great job um so yeah you want to just hit the play button and start the audio from the podcast from the yeah, uh, let's live roll. show.
2: All right, cool. Awesome Con.
1: Utah. Hey, guys. Thanks for coming out. All uh thousand of you out there. Uh, welcome, welcome to Awesome Con. Time. Welcome yeah. to Awesome Con. Hopefully you guys are having fun so you far. You said you would be loud. Woo! There hey, you hey. um, go. So my name is Steven. This is Travis over here. Hello. Uh, we host a little podcast called Two Guys in the Fridays, we're on episode 102 or something now. In real life or in in, in this episode? In like, if today was August 20th, which today is August 20th, 20th. Right. we're at 102 episodes, right. and then, uh, but the episode that we're going to do live here today, we're actually going to record a few weeks in advance because we wanted to pick out a couple episodes that we thought people knew and liked and stuff, so...
2: would be fun and what and it would be fun fun episodes yeah they're fun
1: episodes but um make sure you're following us we've got social media at tgifcast that's on instagram facebook twitter um we also like get theme songs from like listeners and audience members and stuff like that Anybody. so if you have any musical talent or, or no musical talent not. at all um you can email us a copy of you performing the tgif theme song if know. any of you want to just do it today we're yeah doing. we can record you just come we on up afterwards so you, you can uh, armpit fart the whole thing or whatever you want to do yeah and uh we'll get it on there but um does anyone of, has
2: uh, anyone heard the podcast all right we've got one that's good that's 30 yeah don't don't put that on the podcast right after the justice this reunion i'm like okay
1: that's where you jumped in? No, that's where I'm catching back up. Okay. Oh, okay. And I started last
2: time and then I got away from that. I got back
1: in for we for ready for this. We're glad you're back. You can take these things off up here. I think we're allowed to. Uh, yeah, I guess doing sense. it. We're fine. Um, it sounds a little better. So, yeah, I mean, for those who don't know, uh, which looks like it might be the majority of you, um, there's two different stories to go around on how we started this podcast and how we came up with the idea, but uh, I think mine's still right.
2: I mean, it doesn't matter what, you, right, like, the truth is the truth, whether you believe it or not. Anyways,
1: uh, the whole premise of the podcast is we go back, we watch um, everything that aired on TGIF exactly 30 years after it aired. So right now, we're watching episodes that would have aired when. Do you have that exact day So the, the episodes we're
2: going to be talking about today would have aired, November, excuse actually September 27th, 1991. And what we're going to talk about today is step-by-step season one episode two and family matters uh season three episode two so yeah september twenty seventh, 1991. yeah and what we do
1: on the show um every week before we start talking about the episodes we like to like look at some news articles things that were going on around the world so you kind of get an idea of what was going on when these episodes aired so on that week uh back in 1991 september 21st was the announcement of the uh, first ever united states Olympic dream team. So this was like Michael Jordan
2: and Scottie Pippen. This is a bet. I always tell Steve that this is the best bar bet you can ever memorize. Is you can walk into almost any sports bar in America and sit down next to somebody and be like, "Hey, I bet you can't name the original 12 dream team." Any, anyway, the biggest NBA fan would be like, "I can do that, no problem." They can't do it. You can even give them a couple of, like mistakes. They can't do it. You got
1: you. you asked me to do it, and I got, I got it real close. I think. Like I, I can't it's remember. It's only I, 12,
2: 12 people you have to remember. I think I forgot Clyde. Most people forget Clyde. A lot of people forget a lot of people. It's yeah, the exactly. best bet. Memorize those 12 names. You can win millions, maybe. So, that was did, going on. Can you do it? I, I got four, thank you. Four is pretty four. good. I mean, I yeah, already so named, I think, three for you. So But four you, 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 is pretty you did good. good. But did the? how was the Dream Team this year? Did they win gold? They won, but they lost, like, two right.
1: exhibition games. Like what, uh, It wasn't looking good, but then they turned around. Good for them. Um, so the other thing we like to do is look at what the number one uh, movie and song were in the world, or country I guess, right? We're not looking at it. The United States.
2: So, yeah, so I, I handle that part. And the, uh, so the number one movie was actually the second week for Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Oh. Which was a good one. That which was the part, part, part- Which number was that? Six. Six? six or five? I think it's five. Six. Okay, and that's the one that had the Nintendo. They used the Power uh, Glove. And, and he's like
1: making them jump through the house In the game, yeah. That's I think so.
2: Right? Am I correct? Yeah. All right. So the that was... Brucken what's that? Right. Right. So the Meyer. Right, right, right. So that was num- the number one movie. That was that when it came out or
1: had it been number one for a couple weeks? Had been number one for... Uh, this is number
2: two. Okay. Number two. Week two. And then the number one song is also in its second week. No, no. I'm sorry. This is its first week. I adore me more by Color Me Bad. I listened to it <laughs> before we got here, and like I was like, I kind of recognize this song, but forget the song. The video is is wacky. Man. Can you I sing it? I remember. I remember. No, I barely remember the song. Like,
1: yeah, anyone? Can
2: you see it though? Because that video yeah. is now. I mean, I just watched it like two hours ago, and it is etched in my skull. It it's is. Like,
0: part of it's in Spanish, right?
2: yeah. like, I think what I mean the name of the song is I Adore yeah. Me yeah. More, so it's not. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah there we go. So
2: you're gonna do a theme song for us afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's what's gonna happen. Um Anyways, that song's wild. That video is wild. Uh, first week, number one. Call me bad. Call me bad's wild. Cool. So, uh, any birthdays this week? We have any others? What week do you want to know? Birthdays for whenever this episode when air. this airs. Yeah. Uh, let me see. They. This is also
1: a common theme of our uh, our show where we, we barely don't be... have anything planned at all. We don't we're know what the time like. Looking online, trying to find answers, or uh, yeah. yeah. So
2: there are a couple birthdays. We've got uh, one of our one of our big full house guys, Dave Coulier. Uh, uh, so birthday, Dave Coulier. D. And then Steve Whitmire, who we've met who we met at GalaxyCon. He's the gentleman who has done some voices on both uh, dinosaurs and the Muppets. So was he, he was voiced or no, no, puppeteer? Puppet. I'm sorry. Puppet. I, think, I he, think he's the, the puppeteer, puppeteer Puppet of Robbie. For Robbie, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So their their birthdays. So happy birthday, Steve. Are you? Are you I don't I want to say Robbie
1: was two guys It wasn't him. It's three guys. We didn't we learn Oh, no. It's one guy, in the, one guy One guy that's the voice, one guy that's the animatronics in the face, and then one guy that's yeah. the body. I know all of you have three people. I, I knew of two. I
2: couldn't remember. So I think, think he's, he's the he was, third. I don't know. I think he was fucking... had Jason to think. I can't remember. I mean, we could, we could yeah. find out. It's he's. <laughs> It'll, IMDB will tell us. Now we're going to spend
1: five minutes of our 45 minutes trying to figure we're out only really talking out about two he episodes. He was, he was
2: Robbie. He was Robbie. Okay. he did something in, in Robbie. Played Robbie. We don't we know, know what. It's he something. was, uh, he, I think he was Rizzo in the, the Muppets Tonight, which is also later on TGIF. Alright, fair enough. I believe you. Uh, you want to get the episodes?
1: Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Alright, so the first one we're doing tonight is uh, Family Matters Season 3, Episode 2. The name of the episode is Brain Over Brawn. Um, it starts off, uh, it's important that it's raining outside, and the whole family's inside the living room on the couch, if you can imagine that. And they're looking over a brochure for a trip to St. Thomas. I think this is, what, the second episode they've done this, where they're, like, trying to figure out where they're going Right, buy, like, well, the, the other one
2: they did was, like, season one or two, and they were trying to go to some lake in Michigan. But the first thing I thought of when I saw that they were looking at the U.S. Virgin Islands was the episode of just a 10 of us. Oh, yeah, and I was yeah, like, either. I wonder if they're going to go to the same place as just a 10 of us when well, they went to the Virgin Islands, but. So um, they're talking about
1: it, and I think Carl says, as long as there are no unexpected expenses, we are on our way. And then you hear a clap of thunder, the rain starts, and then the ceiling just starts raining down inside of the living room, so. And immediately I was
2: confused about the design of their house. Because the what? Oh, a, the design? This, like, is there no second, oh, no bedrooms second the floor not above the living room? I mean, where's Eddie's room and where's Laura's room? That's be up there, right? And the parent, yeah, and Harry and Carl's room. Ugh. Well, Carl and Eddie's room is like in the attic. Who's downstairs, then? Just the That's spell? The spell. She's the only bedroom downstairs? I think so. Okay. Anyways, I was confused how it was leaking into the den. I imagined there would be rooms up there, and I asked my wife, I was like, if rain is leaking in your den, you've got bigger problems, right? And she's like, yeah. Yeah, and there's show of the rain,
1: like, hitting the brochure while they're looking at it, and then we go to the theme song. After the theme song, we come back. Uh, it's still raining. The water's still coming down. Um, gonna walk in. They've
2: got a bucket, like, they've got tarp everywhere They're prepared for Yeah, the Carl's trip. trying to
1: clean up all this water from the leak And then uh, Harriet and Carl Are talking about fixing the roof And of course, as we've learned in the first two seasons Of the show, Carl thinks he can fix it Because he tries to fix everything that he can And, well, and, and
2: Harriet brings up I don't know if you all remember from Season one or two of Family Matters Where Carl attempts to, inst- to Build, I shouldn't say attempts He does, he builds a bathroom for Estelle Downstairs, and she brings that up and how it was a complete utter failure and how the, they, he accidentally sent off the, the toilet up to the gas line and the first time they flushed it, she got like blown into the basement. I wish oh. they would have shown that because they didn't show it. I was like, that didn't happen. We saw the toilet the get flushed. I was a little disappointed in the continuity there, but she's not wrong. Every time he tries to fix something, he fails, and it, it becomes worse than, than how it started. Yeah, so they have this conversation.
1: Harriet ends up going into the kitchen, and Carl just keeps talking. I don't even think he realizes that she's gone in there, but they skip ahead a little later, and now we go to uh, Laura and
2: Maxine. Well, I think it's important to say that at the end of that conversation, Carl says, I am going to fix this roof. Okay. He has decided that he is going to fix the roof. So Laura and Maxine get home from school, I
1: guess, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, they're talking about this new boy that we haven't heard mention of yet,
2: right? New guy, Alex.
1: name's Alex Phillips. They're talking about him and how cute he is, and
2: I think... Uh, he perhaps, said something to Laura. What? He, he said something to Laura, and Maxine wants to know what he asked Laura. And does Urkel walk in Urkel, before we find this no, out? No, so Urkel, while they're talking, they come in the front room, Urkel comes in the back through the kitchen, and Urkel kind of starts to hear them talking. They don't know he's there. And he hears Laura tell Maxine that Alex asked her if he wanted to study with her, which, you know, big deal. Go, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Steve's getting
1: upset as he's listening to everything that Laura and Maxine are saying. And then um, Maxine and Laura end up going upstairs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to so the non-existent room From is. here, we cut to. I don't know if it's this. It might be right then at the same time, but uh, Eddie and Carl are uh, climbing a ladder. They're going up on the roof. Yeah.
2: They climb up, they get up a lot of high places in this show. Yeah,
1: um, Carl seems a little afraid of being up there and uh, he says that he is going to prove Harriet wrong. He's going to get this roof fixed. And uh, he pulls up a toolbox which he has tied to a rope, which impresses Eddie. That's a great method. Yeah, instead of carrying it up the ladder, you just pull it up on a rope. And uh, Carl tells Eddie to be careful. Um, you have to look for a soft spot so you can find out where the leak in the roof is. And of course, Eddie, I mean, he's not walking like heavily or anything, but no. he, he finds steps the where the leak was and falls through the roof, lands right on the kitchen, right in front of Harry at the
2: living room. Doesn't fall through the kitchen. He falls through the ceiling. Living room. I said sofa living room. So I say kitchen in there? But now. again, he falls through whatever bedroom should be above the living room as well. So, That's um... True what happens after that he falls so, down into that scene. A, yeah he falls down into the he falls on the couch and then he cut go to school and you see Urkel um, you see Erkel walking in the gym class with Waldo and there's a great line here where Waldo is like oh we're in, we're in the gym and and Urkel turns to Waldo and says it's okay Waldo you've been off for two days that's enough time for you to forget how to find the gym so which is great cuz this is the new Waldo like we're, I'm gonna pretend like we talked about that. We didn't talk about this last episode. So we, haven't, we, haven't, we haven't actually talked about the episodes that come before this yet. But Waldo's kind of new in the season. Waldo in season one and two makes appearances as like this bad friend who's kind of like also yeah, he's the like, like the bully's best friend. Yeah, it's yeah, like he's like uh, right-hand man kind of thing. He's a uh, yeah. He's um. He's not highly regarded, and he, but he's still kind of not the smart guy of the group. So now Waldo has become it, it's okay. Well, just just go ahead and leave it. Um, so. Now Waldo is a nice guy. He's, he's essentially Eddie's best friend, and yeah, he's friends with, like, Michael and Eddie now. He's still just as dumb as he was in, in season one and two, so Waldo is, I'm glad we're going to see more of Waldo in this fun way. Yeah,
1: so, um, while they're in the gym, they see, uh, this guy that Laura and Maxine were talking about, Alex oh, Phillips, yeah. and, um, they go over to him, and Steve – the first thing Steve does is he warns Alex, you better stay away from Laura.
2: I always have so much respect for Steve because as much as he, like, is the guy – a he, he never does. backs down. He always stands up to these guys who think they're the bullies. I, it's, it, it's impressive. I, I really respect Steve in these so, situations.
1: Yeah, it's a quick conversation here. The gym teacher comes in, and he tells everyone, all right, guys,
2: it's uh, it's road climbing day. Right, and Laura, you see in the corner, like, there's a window in the gym, and Laura and Maxine. Was like, that not the oddest, like, gym ever? Like, it's just like a sub-basement gym.
1: It's, but like, this window that overlooks. I don't know. I've never seen a school that had something
2: like that. Yeah, I've never seen a school in Chicago. But I guess the, the <laughs> that's true, too. This
1: is where, like, all of the girls just watch the guys
2: and This is classes. Well, right now, we've just got Laura and Maxine. But when it comes to the bigger, bigger part of the story they all they all come in there
1: so uh alex is up first to climb the rope. um of course he's like muscular high school kid does he ever pop his shirt or is he wearing like a sleeveless? he suit? does because they tell them well i don't know if it's the, this one or the next time or the next do. one but at some point they do can you climb a rope i mean i could when i was in elementary school could you now probably not probably not so he climbs it 5.6 seconds um that might have been his record at the time I it's a fast one I, I, I,
2: I get this part confused with the next, like the, the second. Yeah, one, yeah. I think, but one of them is a record. So Urkel goes
1: next. Um, calls the teacher a Nazi at this point for some reason for making him go up the rope, and then he uh, he
2: can't even do it. He climbs like I don't know. He does get his feet off the ground. He gets far up where he like jumps and holds on. Yeah, and that's that's about it, right? That's good. Yeah, sure.
1: Um, and then for some reason I didn't understand here like. Road climbing's done, it's just, just the two of them that have to climb the rope that day. I guess. And then the, the, the gym teacher's like, all right, guys, it's uh, time to run the track now. Everyone go do five laps.
2: Well, I think everybody, I think he didn't want to embarrass anybody else. How, how far is five laps? I, when, I was, school, when I was in high school, a lap was a quarter mile. Yeah, so that's like a mile, mile and a quarter. Those kids can do that in their sleep. All right, just because you couldn't walk that far from the train station doesn't mean they can't <laughs> run that far. So, uh, yeah, five laps around on the track.
1: Um, Alex, Urkel, and Waldo kind of stay behind and talk, and Alex um, starts teasing Urkel that he can't climb the rope. And then Urkel, of course, because ballsy Urkel, gets the idea that he is going to challenge Alex to a
2: rope-climbing contest. Now this just makes no sense. Like, I understand, like, standing up to the guy and being like, don't talk to Laura, but challenging the guy. Because he says in a fortnight, and of course I don't I look like, up what a fortnight is. I had to look up that it was two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Um, that he will be able to beat him at climbing a rope and that's just absurd. I mean that's just absurd.
1: And the uh, the bet is whoever loses this bet of climbing the rope has to stay away from Laura
2: forever. Which in and of itself is impractical because Steve lives next door, next door. <laughs> They're next door neighbors. Yeah.
1: Um so they shake and the bet is off. It's all. Um, there's probably like a commercial break
2: here on the They come back. It's nighttime in the gym now, right? Yeah, we've, we've talked about this to you before. Like, for some reason, I know not I school don't think this is the same it. gym, too. I think this is a different gym. You're some reason about to how all Ed's, schools in Chicago you can just go into and use right. gym Right, because exactly. there's multiple episodes in the first few seasons where Eddie and Carl are, like, playing basketball in the gym at night, and... That's a different gym. Different, I think he's in high school, she's in middle school.
1: Still though. No. It's better than on the street. No, there's no way the doors were not locked in every school that I ever lived to. Yeah, I agree. So, um... Yep, they're in this, they're in the gym, Uh, Steve's over like on the bench trying to lift weights, he's struggling of course, Laura comes in and uh, helps him get the dumbbell off his chest that was probably 40 pounds or something like that, and then uh, Steve talks to Laura about just like being in pain from like all the working out, trying to get in shape for this
2: girl. Well, and he also starts to really open up to her and say, it says, you know, the reason that you don't love me, Laura, is because I'm weak. And she's like, no, that's not the reason. There's, there's lots of reasons. You know, you're stubborn, obnoxious, loud, clumsy, irritating, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, what do you like me? I like about me. And she's like, well, you're intelligent, and I like that you're intelligent, and that's sexy, and that of course is the wrong word to use around article. And, and I guess that's where we tie in the. Uh the, the title primary. of this episode too right sure framers problem and she says to him look here Steve what you need to do you're thinking about this the wrong way like you're not gonna beat him and climbing the road use your brain use what you got use your use your strengths and figure out a way is to he get getting the, to get the background at this point or It is. is yeah. She really she, yeah she only got besides she yeah she says will you give me a background and she's like yes until you make me sick yeah and he does a lot of
1: very awkward like herbal moaning during this whole thing and she tells him to stop she yeah. says she can't do that. I'm not so then he confused. just, like, silent moans. So it might be even worse.
2: And then she says, stop. You can't even make a you, – you've just got to, like, play a cool man. So I think that's kind of the end of that scene, though, right? Yeah. yeah back yeah. to
1: the house now. Yep. Carl and Eddie back on the roof. Um, they think they finished the roof though this point, right? Yep. Like, they're up there. They think it's done. Well, Carl's like, files. telling Eddie a
2: story about his life, about how he got a rash from polyester, and, it like, that's why things are purple all the time for him now or something like that. Um, yeah, but then they realize that they have, they have finished the roof. Him. And then they break into a song and dance james, james uh, taylor up on the roof james taylor up on a roof if we could
1: play the audio for you guys we'd play it but it'll be i'll insert it in on the actual episode but uh it's a good like song and dance from uh carl and Eddie. all
2: right we're gonna break real quick so that you can insert yep. all right put it in right there okay and then uh
1: so it, after, while they're doing the dance though um i guess the comedy part of this or our carl trips and falls off the roof the uh, toolbox attached to him on that rope falls hits him
2: drags it off and, yeah
1: and uh, they kind of cut it from we don't see like him on the ground or anything but we obviously know that he has fallen from the roof onto the ground
2: it's very important to note that this roof though is repaired successfully yeah go car no more
1: leak um from here we go right to the school gym yep
2: back uh, to the gym and this is where all the all the girls in the school are now in the window yeah, because all the right? challenge is, has, has come to fruition
1: so everyone's about to um, get ready for this rope climb, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Um, no
2: one can find Urkel, no one knows where he is, so Alex thinks that Urkel has chickened out. And uh, they're about to call the whole thing, and then Waldo comes in and says, Wait, wait, Urkel is here, go ahead and get started, go Alex, and, and Urkel will be on his change. Well, Urkel
1: actually gave him like a note to like okay. tell everyone. He's That's like, right. Okay. Hold on, I've got this note that i Well, he tried to do it from,
2: it from his memory, and then he realized he couldn't. Waldo well, no, tried to do it from memory, realized he couldn't. and so he pulls the note out, he's like, I really thought I was going to be able to do this without looking at the note. And all it says is, Urkel is changing, he'll be out of it. So,
1: Alex Phillips goes first. He gets over the rope. This is probably where he takes off his shirt. Climbs the rope. New record for Alex. 4.9 gets, It's days. over a
2: half second. He shaves off the other time. I mean... But he had two weeks to practice, right? Sure. Just so like Urkel. He so yeah. he broke the record. He knew he was going to do it, didn't practice. Uh, of course, he blows
1: the kiss up to Laura. Laura's kind of disgusted about it. Though.
2: Well, because he's being real cocky. And I think this is where he takes his shirt off. And Laura's like, put your shirt back on. And Maxine's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not, what are you, that's not all of us saying that. Um, but yeah, he's being a bit of a jerk. And then Urkel comes out. Urkel comes
1: and out. and. I thought this, it looks like a, like an Obi-Wan Kenobi like a robe over top of something or something
2: like that It might be like a, a boxing robe kind of situation Yeah,
1: kind of a boxing robe So he's got this huge robe on, something's obviously underneath of it You can't tell exactly what it is at this point But um, Waldo ends up taking the robe off of Urkel to reveal that Steve Urkel now has a jetpack on underneath
2: Like a, like a human jetpack Like Boba Fett, right?
1: Uh, it's close Sure So. Steve steps up to the rope, uh, the gym teacher says go, Steve hits the button, uh, and three point two seconds later, a new school record, Steve has reached the top and he
2: has won Laura over. So I sort of was bothered by this in the sense that the, the challenge was the climb to climb the rope and he didn't even touch the rope. Like if he had gone oh, onto the rope and used it, I would have been fine. But he just goes straight up with the rocket to touch the thing. It's not who can touch the thing the fastest. It's who can get up the rope the fastest. So what do you say
1: that the rest of Family Matters should have been canceled because Steve should have never seen Laura. I think there should have
2: been some, some discussion on uh, on what happened there, but alas, here we are. So, Steve comes
1: down, and he starts flying around the gym, he, like, um, gets, gets a little alley from Waldo, Waldo. dunks the ball. Um, you're going to mention something.
2: Well, yeah, so there's footage. I asked you about this earlier before we started talking. We were, I don't know about everyone else when they're watching Family Matters, but I watched it off of Hulu. You watched it on Hulu. I watched it on Apple TV. Okay. So we watched it from two different sources. And there's a there's a distinct picture quality on some of this on some of the shots, some of the camera angles, from when he like whips out the rocket pack until the end of the episode. And what I think it is, is that the end of the episode was actually changed in syndication from what I read, um, where it didn't have as much of a tie-in to the episode next. we're gonna go into step by step. It was more of like encapsulated into the family matters world and i think I, I guess i just assumed that there was something with the way like the way it was preserved or whatever that when they i guess tried to upscale it or when they made it more yeah, modern they just didn't have the same type of footage but i don't know i couldn't find because they needed the episodes weren't going to be running back to back like right they exactly ads, so they yeah,
1: didn't yeah. even take the time to edit it or whatever. right so i
2: think that's why the footage had that different quality Makes because sense. in syndication it wasn't the same cut
1: So Steve eventually comes down from his rocket pack. He's um, down on the floor of the gym. Laura comes over, congratulates him. And uh, of course, Steve has to rub it in and tell Alex to uh, feast his eyes (laughs) on this. And uh, this is the last time you're going to do it. Go ahead and hit the road, buddy.
2: (laughs) You think Alex is going to leave Laura alone? Uh, (laughs) We'll never see him again. He's only in one episode, so yes.
1: So final scene, um, we go back to the house carl is now home from the doctor he's got like three different casts on like he's got
2: good insurance he's a cop he's got he's fine that didn't cost him a dime
1: um little i think there's like a little conversation here but i guess the important part is uh steve comes in he tells carl uh you know what carl you never would have fallen from that rope, rope or roof if you had this jet pack on like i
2: had on it and carl's like do not turn that rocket back onto this house and he's like don't worry it's got
1: a safety thing but uh urkel ends up hitting the button Flying out the roof of the uh, Winslow house, right through the
2: hole that, that was there before. Yeah, and then they show a
1: scene of him just flying over Chicago, and then that's the end of the episode.
2: And that's the end of that episode.
1: Into that episode. So that's Family Matters season three, episode two. We go right into Step by Step season one, episode two. The name of this episode is the Dance. Um, it starts off the whole family's in the backyard, just the cooking. cooking. And this is only the second episode ever of uh, of Step by Step. The first one is just like. Pretty much introduction of the families and characters. Going to this, they're having a backyard cookout. Frank's giving out the last of the hot
2: dogs, and we learned that, the, as we know from the first episode, Frank can't grill to save his life. Like everything he makes is just a brick. I thought the burgers look better than the hot dog. Or the, the hot dogs. Were, the hot dogs look better than burgers. That's fair, but the burgers were charcoal. That's true. Like that. It wasn't. We're not talking a high bar here. So. Uh, that's not the relevant part, though.
1: Carol brings out this, like, giant bowl of potatoes salad, which I guess you need to feed eight people, right? You need a giant yeah. bowl of potato salad. And that's
2: just the family members, not the, like, rest of the crew that hangs out.
1: She sets it right in the middle of the table. Um, then you hear this, like... One little, thing like, before that, oh oh this God. happens
2: is Mark makes a very interesting comment. Mark says, oh, my, my, uh, science fair partner is coming into town this weekend. Um, and, and Carol... I'm still getting the names right, because, like, this is, the you know, Dana. Dana says, well, haven't you only met him on the computer? He's like, yeah, we met him through the modem and a couple faxes. And then Ugh. seconds later... I See, I didn't catch
1: that. Yeah. That is, so it we, was a plan for him to go to that house the whole time. Well, it was a
2: plan that he was going to come somehow that weekend. We don't know if that's how he was supposed to go. Is it the same out. science partner yeah. though? Sure. Okay. Sure, sure.
1: So you hear this the like you funny. hear this. Yeah. I mean, I get that. You hear the sound of this plane coming. They look up. They jump back from the table. It's not a plane. It's Steve Urkel, still wearing his jetpack, straight from the episode of Family Matters before, lands on the picnic table right in front of them. And of course, we get our first ever step-by-step did I do that.
2: Port Washington, Chicago to Port Washington. 120 miles, is that Looked it, it up, yep. Somebody somebody on our Instagram made a really good, it's like St- Steve Urkel ties the Franklin verse together. I think that was
1: uh, our buddy right here, wasn't it?
2: Was that you? Um not sure, it might have been a while ago. Yeah. No, it was this week. All right, so. I didn't yeah. point out that it was Harriet too, though, that brings perfect strangers in the audience. Yeah, Harriet's the perfect strangers one, but yeah. Yep.
1: But Urkel showed up on Full House, too. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He ties it
2: all together. He brings it, he brings it in. Yeah.
1: So, we, after our step-by-step theme song, we come back. We're now inside of the house. Um, Steve, of course, is best friends with, with Mark. Mark and, um, Brendan, that's his name, the little kid on the dad. I wouldn't song. say they're best friends. He's just kind of following He's just around. like, I mean, he's acting like nothing happened. No one's questioning anything. Like, why would you? I mean, a kid just came from a jetpack from the sky and landed on your cookout. He's yeah. a man. you are happy he's there. They don't
2: know who he is. They're like, this guy's going to get us ratings. I <laughs> okay. guess it worked, right? Yeah. So um, yeah, they're talking about the science fair. Oh, cycle,
1: um, psych- cycle. The three of them, Mark, Brendan, and Steve, start to go outside. I think Brendan stays back and says something to his mom, real quick. Right?
2: Well, because so, yeah, as we're walking through, or, or Mark's like, we should build a cyclotron. And Mark's like, no, we need to build a linear accelerator. And then Brendan's like, what are they talking about? And Carol's like, I have no idea. See, even after watching this episode,
1: I still thought it was like an accident that he ended up in their backyard. But like.
2: I, I think that it's they. Just, I do think there's a little bit of overreach in how they like, try to tie in the fact that he was supposed to come in the first place. Oh whatever, who cares? It's Earthland step by step. enjoy all the moment, Steve. All
1: right. So Brendan and Carol, or Brendan and Carol, talk about how they have no idea what Mark and Steve are talking about. And then Frank comes downstairs. Frank. Frank. Yep. And uh, he gets—he's really like awkward, touchy with Carol. I mean, I guess they got married three days ago or something. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, like I a week
2: and three days ago. Huh? Like a week and three days ago. A week and three days ago, because yeah. last week was episode yeah, yeah, one. Okay. How much time do you think there was between episode one and episode two? Yeah, like in, in the their long, long time? Story
1: world, yeah. A week. I think it's gotta be more than a week. Cause right. like, everyone, like the first episode that we watched last week, everyone was really hating each and other. And now they're just semi-hating And each other. now they're only semi-hating yeah. So,
2: I guess you can figure that out in a week. So I, okay, I'm just gonna say this. I forgot how good Step-by-Step is. Like, re-watching me. these episodes, I'm like, oh my, this show clicks immediately. It's, a, it's incredible. Frank though, I, think, I I I gotta I'm, I'm, I don't remember the arc of his character and how it developed. You're not told I'm Frank yet. Well, he's just so, he's just so awkward right now and so creepy, and it's like you gotta you gotta smooth that out a little bit to keep this going for seven years or five years or whatever. So right now, I think he's still in this like I don't know, man. I think you're he's still here. in the honeymoon phase. I mean, I, I think he's just he is still in the honeymoon phase with his character, and I think that Patrick, Dunn, you, you're saying no. Oh, So, is he like this for the entire five seasons? Yes. Okay. Just out that in the first episode, he talks about how he loves all of his kids by themselves <sighs> for two weeks. But he did was he? Not just that. Same
1: thing though. No, no, far, she, went okay? she went on vacation.
2: She went on vacation. She's right because she just went on vacation. And he and creepily he... followed her to the island, stalked her, got the. We talked about. We'll... we haven't actually recorded this because episode yet, yeah, we'll movie talk movie. about all this on that episode. But yeah, he, he goes to her travel agent to find out her information to follow her to the island to seduce her. Because he was like one of her clients for like getting his yeah. hair or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, they all knew, knew him more. already before, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right. He's. There's, there's. He doesn't. I'm a little uncomfortable with Frank at this point. Uh, we'll see how this goes over the next. But uh, We're going to watch the whole thing. But you're right. Awkward touching, awkward comments. That's how we got on this tangent.
1: Yeah, so... Blah, hey, blah. blah blah Uh, Frank comes down, he says, Hey, Carol, I've got this uh, perfect date booked for us. We've got a restaurant. I thought it was
2: going to be shady or something.
1: Super hard to get reservations, but I've done it. We're going out Saturday night. And of course, Carol says, I can't do it. I, um, have signed up to be on the dance committee. It's Owl's first big dance. The backward a, dance. The backward dance. All the girls get to ask the guys whoever they want to go out on this dance. I'm on the committee. I can't go. And then uh, Frank and Carol start making out again in the kitchen for some reason. Because <laughs> that's <laughs> what they do. Um, so while they're making out, I think Dana and Al come in. Yeah. yeah. Really, his names. I have to go back and look. There's I, so mean, many
2: I have a cheat sheet over here. I wrote the first thing I did. Was There's so on. many characters. I forgot how many characters. Were. Not just the family, family. Like
1: so many people in the show. I mean, I I couldn't tell you the two hairdresser
2: ladies' names. Kenny and Ivy. I got written down. <laughs>
1: Um, So yeah, Dana and Al come in, and uh, Frank goes over and talks to Al about her baseball game, right? Right. right. And Carol's asking Al about the dance and if she's gonna go, and Al's like, why would I go to that? I'm not gonna go to a dance. Because she's tomboyish at this point, at least in the... uh, But that's not why she doesn't want to go.
2: Why doesn't she want to go? That's what they talk about. So Carol has that conversation with her, why she doesn't want to go, and she just says she doesn't want to, and then when Carol leaves, Al talks to So her. wait, the reason she doesn't want to go is because she doesn't want to? No, no, no. The reason she tells Carol she doesn't want to go is because she doesn't want to go. Okay. What she what Al gets out of, or what Frank's Susie is able to get out of her is that she's scared to ask the person, the boy that she wants to ask, and so she doesn't think that anyone's gonna go with her. Is the feedback really bad or is it just me? Yeah, it's really bad. bad. It's worse. I, I know, I can hear it getting worse. I haven't
1: even moved. Yeah.
2: I don't know what's going on.
1: Alright, so they have to talk about the dance and uh, Al, or at least Frank thinks that he has now persuaded Al, right? Like he talking he says, "Who's that guy that you always talk to at the baseball games?" And she's like, "Well, that's the uh, that's the pitcher, and I'm the catcher, and it's just yeah." Like, well, Roger, and,
2: and he goes, and she wants to ask Roger, and she says, "Well, okay." She, he basically does convince her, gets her comfortable enough to be able to ask him out to the dance.
1: So he thinks he's like father of the year.
2: I, I mean, I think
1: he said that. He's one for one. Good for him. So we skip ahead a little later. We're in the living room. Um, of course, Steve Urkel's back. He's not, it's not just going to be a one scene type thing with Steve Urkel in this episode. He's trying to talk to Mark about uh, his family and just uh, how the two of them met and got married. Just kind of like refreshing everyone what we learned in the first
2: episode. He gets the spiel from the first episode and he's like, I love your family. They sound great.
1: Um, uh, Frank and Al, no. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Frank comes in with
2: Al, and, and this is where, because Mark and, and uh, Urkel leave, I think. And then Frank comes in with Al, and and, and Al tells Frank that she asked Roger to the dance, uh, and Roger said that he would go. So good. Yeah. I mean, she's got a
1: date. She's going to the dance.
2: Everything's going to be fine, them. right? Yeah. Um, and then Frank goes in, that, that's another
1: thing about this show, they do a really good job of like not cutting scenes But like traveling through the house and different things happen Yeah, like it's, it's a, one like, it's, I mean no, it's not, probably not a continuous cut, but like the scene just continues like from the living room to the outside to the kitchen to It's the air definitely not a continuous cut right?
2: Yeah But it is very well like edited together Strung together, yeah, yeah. Um, So they go
1: off, or Frank goes off into the kitchen and Dana was on the phone. We find out that she was trying to get some tickets. She wants to take her music teacher to see Cats. Is that right? That's correct. Right. And it's all sold out. So she's not you able think to get
2: tickets. You think this is like an off-Broadway production that's traveling through Fort Washington? I mean, they're not going to New York to see Cats. Do you think this is like the local high school? Do you think this is... I think they probably have a theater in Fort Washington. Washington Swift?
1: That's not bad. Okay. I promise you that. Um, so yeah, she wants tickets to Cats. It's all sold out. But Frank's trying to save the day one more time, and he tells her, you know what? JT can give you tickets anywhere.
2: His best friend's dad is a ticket broker, which means he's probably like a really hard person to deal with. Yeah,
1: Yeah, so he
2: says, Go talk to JT, right? Go talk to JT. Get your ticket broker friend to ticket broker, dad, whatever, friend, to to get you these tickets to cats so you can hook it up. And then, while this is going on,
1: Carol comes home. She's got a full arm of groceries. In her mouth. All over the place. Um, she ends up getting Frank to help her eventually, kind of. Help. Help in quotes. And uh, Carol yeah. tells Frank, hey, Frank, we're back on for this date, right?
2: Yeah, she's back on to go to Carmine's because she was able to get off the committee, thinking that Al was not going to be going to the dance. But then Frank tells Carol, I was going to dance. I was going to
1: dance, and then Carol's like, Well, I got to get back on that committee now. So maybe the date's off. Right. <laughs>
2: Are you getting your mic I am. I'm trying <laughs> to like turn it off and on. Is that helping? Probably not,
1: but I'm doing my best. I'll do what I can, guys. All right. So then we go. I, I think he, like, Probably a commercial here too, I would guess oh, I, think, so I think they, the they cut it later, yeah, in the kitchen Still in the kitchen, a little later Um, Penny and Ivy There you go They are helping out Al, getting fitted for this dance They've got a dress that I'm guessing they made for her, right? I hope
2: It's the ugliest that dress. dress I've ever seen But it's like It's like an American Girl doll dress from yeah. like 1989 Or like Cabbage Patch Girl doll No, no doll. Not, not even Not even It's American Girl, it's like old school American Girl Oh, it it's me. bad. So, Al
1: mentions at this point um, not knowing what to do at a dance or with a boy or anything. She's never been on a date or never been to a dance or anything, and she kind of talks to, I think she was talking to Ivy and to uh,
2: whatever her face was. Hey, this you have to learn these names. It's, it's episode two. You know, Give me to like episode six, and I might know. It took me half a season to learn to just to ten of last names. You still call Earl from Dinosaurs Carl. That's an act that change. change. Every week. That's not gonna change. So, they're talking about the dance, whatever, boy stuff, going on dates. Uh, Urkel, Mark, and Carol, and Frank, all four of them, right? The whole, almost the entire family at this point is now in the kitchen, plus Urkel. So, they all get back home,
1: and they're talking about the science fair. Did the science fair just happened. Are they back with trophies yet? No, they have not. Not no, yet. Spoiler alert, they in the science fair, but, uh, Carol comments, sorry, I didn't mean to, uh, Carol comments on Al's dress, and like, how, Beautiful it looks or something. And then Urkel calls Al a fox. I don't know. a huddle. How? Age difference on these two? Yeah. Not important. important. They're in the middle. They're they They're
2: kids. Alright, so he's like has the hot He's in Owl. middle school, she's in like elementary late elementary. I did want really to do a scientific survey too. I don't know if I have been in here somewhere. We yeah. have Nine yeah. minutes, I hope it's good. We have
1: one, two, three, four, five. Are you 150? Did you have a crush on Al or Karen when you were growing up? Can I get hands for Al? yeah hands for karen any danas in the room i'd dana's age but it would have been more (laughs) Karen's. it was i think it was one of those things that's really split for me steve hasn't been able to stop talking about how karen was his first crush since we realized like al was like the like bad girl and karen was like the like i don't know the good girl and you kind of have like a thing for both of them now
2: Now they're 10 and 14. how's that feel is that what they
1: were 10 and 14. they are now
2: then you then then it would have been
1: appropriate age difference was not that big. it was like urkel age difference probably go ahead so they're talking about the dress and then uh what happens phone rings. urkel and mark go off to work on the science fair the phone rings and frank answers it and it's roger and he wants to talk to Adam.
2: yes and we know what's gonna, and we know what's gonna happen
1: roger has found a girl that he likes more and has decided to go that's what he said i would say a girl like a girl found him that he likes more a girl asked him to dance, and he likes that girl better than he likes that. Correct. Right? I've got a story, but it's for another episode. We don't have enough time for that today. But uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> where are we did at? Did you here? do that, or was that done to you? I kind of did that once. No. No. Um, so Frank and Carol are in the It's a little later. Frank got the reservations back for the restaurant, so the date is back on. But Carol says, I have rejoined the dance committee. I can't go.
2: And she's, like, stuck now!" Like, she's trying to back off, and they're like, you're done. You stay in. There's no going back.
1: Um, Carol says that Frank needs to, uh, worry about Al, go talk to her. He should be concerned about, about how she's
2: feeling, because he went to talk to her, and she said that he, she was doing okay, she's like, I'm doing fine. And that, obviously, is, of course, with any child. Yeah, Frank says he's gonna need to talk to her. Al's in the backyard,
1: um, looking sad. I mean, she's the first, like, sad character we have from Step by Step, right? Yeah.
2: Except they the entire their, family the first they time. They
1: love so their again. sad kids in TGIF, but
2: uh, she's, I don't know, Frank comes aside. So Frank, right. here's what Frank says. Frank says, it happens to everybody, you just got to move Roll on. Roll the bunch. And as things. he says that, Karen walks outside. That's he right. He says, Karen, what do you do when a boy breaks a date with you? And of course Karen says, I don't know what that even means. A boy has never broken a date with me. That, that just doesn't, I can't even compute. And of course, wow, if that ever happens, I would just die. Yeah. Like. And of course, that's how Alan needs to hear right now, and Frank, of course, thanks her for her honesty.
1: So, then we go later in the living room. Uh, JT comes in, he's got an envelope, which we know are the tickets. Um, tickets. They make an agreement that he's going to trade the tickets for some girls, but Cindy Sherman. right. So, um, uh, does does uh, Dana like, write it down
2: for him or something? She's already got it like, on a little piece of paper. She hands it to him. She the takes numbers, the number, takes the tickets, opens them up, and it is for the Wisconsin Cat Show. I yeah. go.
1: You'd rather go to that, probably? I didn't say I'd rather
2: go, but I would go. Okay, fair enough.
1: Um, So. Dana's very mad, of course. JT's acting confused because I think he thought he got the right
2: thing. Oh, I don't think he's I don't think he's acting confused. I think he generally doesn't understand that cats is a musical <laughs> that, and that's what she wanted. I think that he was just like, You want to see cats? I got you cats. I don't understand the problem. And then I think Dana gives him like 30 seconds like, get out of here. She's got a, it's a I'm really good, like, mean look. And it's really weird to see her. So. We watched Going Places last season and I don't know how many of you remember Going Places. Okay. Not very many, I bet. But uh I, I don't know what to call her because her name is different now than what it was. would you mean. She has a different name. She goes back her name. Oh, like you have trouble calling her. So Dana, she played a different character on Going Places and I, it was always so hard to peg her in age, Over age on yeah. Going Places. I wanna guess I wanna say it was like sixteen or seventeen. Um but now she's playing like fourteen. It's just weird to see her kind of like move around And right here she's just very aggressive with JT, and that's why I bring that up, because she like stalks him yeah. out of the room and says so you have 30 minutes on the hunt you down like a dog. So JT
1: runs, he goes out through the kitchen. Um Dana gives him some time before chasing after him, and then uh Frank and or no, uh Steve and Mark get home and they got first place at the science fair. Who's surprised?
2: <laughs> Trophy. Uh, we also find out here that now both Frank and Carol in the shop
1: Yep, yeah. so uh, Frank is now involved too. He's going to in the dance, and um, then there's a Al comes in, and then we get a sit down conversation between Al and Steve Urkel talking about how she was dumped, right? It is much like
2: the Steve Urkel Heart to Heart with Stephanie, where he is the one that brings it all together at the end of the episode. That's his job, right? That's what he does best. So, he does they, a lot
1: of things best. Also make a little agreement here because Owl is like you.
2: There's no way you've ever been dumped, Steve Urkel. <laughs> this this was one of the greatest pauses I've seen on Twitter. <laughs> the time that that Jaleel White takes with that comment and lets it like laugh through the just crowd. So moment. good. It's worth if you get it, go home and watch this episode and just linger on that that part for a minute. It's
1: so so well done. Um, Al mentions that there's only 30 minutes, so she has to get ready, she's gonna go. But Steve Urkel says, you know what Al, I'm gonna take you to this dance, we're gonna go together. So, Steve, she she's great to
2: dance. Um, I mean, it's a normal school dance, alright, right? I'm gonna say, one of the dancers, is this guy named Michael Gio Ferrega, Ferri- 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 also was in a couple episodes of full house he was one of kevin you remember kevin dj's yeah, boyfriend, yeah, yeah. one of his friends oh that's, like, that's not awesome. a professional dancer or anything like that i don't know he's just a dancer yeah. in the show
1: so all the kids are dancing people. right yeah. um, al and steve arrive um al was in a different dress all of a sudden like not the one that they were fitting her in really it's completely different dress it looked like they <laughs> um steve and al go and talk to um the parents for a little bit and then steve takes Al on the dance floor Roger comes up and is blown away by Al's beauty because he's never seen her she looks great. in anything but like baseball clothing, right? Yeah. Uniform, is that what they're called? Uniform.
2: Yeah. Um, she's a catcher too, so she's got like the face mask and all that. She tells Roger, uh, take a hike moon face. Yeah. Roger gets out of there. pretty awesome. Al thanks Steve for uh making her come to the dance. Can I tell it, you um, something real quick, Steve? yep. Yeah, yeah. I was really worried what is about to happen wasn't gonna happen. And I was like, so David, you're glad this, it happened. this better happen. <laughs> they step out on the dance floor, flashback, I don't know, seven episodes ago, Family Matters. Sure. Steve Urkel
1: tells the DJ, just play a fast one for me. Well, he says it in a lot more of a complicated way, but means play a fast one. And Steve busts out the Urkel dance, and somehow everyone in this Wisconsin school already knows.
2: It's it. easy to pick up. And Dana is, and not Dana, Al is game on. She is She's doing so good. It. Yeah.
1: Um, The whole school is doing the Urkel dance, Carol and uh, Frank are on the side, like, being creepy again.
2: And cheering. I mean, they're happy for Al. Still being creepy for Al.
1: Frank even says, like, oh, finally, we've got some alone time over here. And then grabs her and starts slow dancing in the middle of the Urkel dance. Yeah, that's right. Uh, The dance finishes, Steve and Al give each other a thumbs up, and that's the end of the episode. Do you think it'll
2: be mentioned again? Like, do you think Urkel's return to Chicago will be talked about I don't Ooh. I mean I don't remember it but
1: uh I don't either. it probably won't happen yeah. that's,
2: that's it. it that's the episode but yeah, yeah that's it
1: um we don't have a lot of time it says one minute over there so if follow you us on social media listen to us on other episodes we're like 102 of them in now and we watch them 30 years after they air just uh, anywhere you find podcasts just search two guys into Fridays Follow us on social media at TGIFCast.
2: As, yep, and this episode will air September 24th. It'll be on all of your, you know, podcast locations. So we'll see how the audio is. Maybe we'll use this. Hopefully it'll be good. Don't know. But if it is, we'll use it. Um, yeah. But otherwise, listen, check us out. Thanks for coming out. And we appreciate the millions of you that, uh, that showed up today. Thank you. I mean, they couldn't have put us in the farther corner of this it's place. Steve it's excuse me complaint. I about that I It doesn't matter. We're just happy to be here.
1: So we'll wrap it up because we got to go. Steve, have a good, have a good awesome day you got it dude. All right so this is uh, Perfect Strangers season 7 episode 2 I was very excited when I saw the title of the episode the name of the episode is The Wedding
2: The Wedding episode
1: So um, this
2: came out of nowhere Yeah I
1: mean I guess we had a bachelor party next uh, last week right so it make, it makes sense but I w- it, it did come very quickly
2: now the one thing that we don't have that I have to imagine was a big part of this was all the the promotional lead-up advertising. Oh, yeah. Like I bet you that, that that viewers were well aware this was coming because of of commercials and stuff, whereas we we were not.
1: Yeah. So uh, this after the theme song, we get into like uh, a scene where there's a car driving down the street. There's some text on the screen. It says 4 a.m. somewhere between Chicago and Lake Whitefish. It actually and-
2: said Milwaukee not mine really yeah I'm pretty sure mine said Milwaukee
1: okay my what did it say between Chicago and Milwaukee
2: no Milwaukee and Lake Whitefish uh,
1: mine, oh you might be right I don't know I thought mine said Chicago and Lake Whitefish it definitely said Lake Whitefish so they're on their way to I'm Lake Whitefish I'm fairly
2: confident it said Milwaukee okay
1: I'll believe you um so I don't know what Lake
2: Whitefish is though or if it's even a real place but
1: So Larry and Balky are driving this car, or I guess uh, technically Balky's the one driving. driving Larry's in the passenger seat, and uh, Larry's mentioning how they're making great time. He's got like a clipboard and a stopwatch, and he's just making sure that everything is perfect because we find out they are driving right now to the wedding.
2: They're going to the wedding.
1: So um, yeah, he's got all these like strict instructions for Balky, and then all of a sudden uh, we see some flashing lights. There's a cop car behind them, or I guess we find out the motorcycle in a little bit. They tell him to pull over the cop comes to the door. And, uh, we find out that of course, Balky was going under the speed limit and he was there just <laughs> to tell him, uh, you guys need to speed up a little bit.
2: He was going 26 miles an hour. And that's exactly how Larry had it planned, which was, was wild.
1: Yeah. Um, but. they do tell the cop that, uh, they're on the way to Larry's wedding, which then he lets them go. And he tells him, you just need to drive a little faster. And then when he goes back to his motorcycle. Larry um, insists that he drive now because they've lost some time. So there's a good comedic like switch of car positions inside of the car. Yeah. Um, Larry tells Balky, don't say a word before the wedding. Nothing at all. Larry, uh, I guess the car was already running. I don't know. But he uh, goes to start the car, back up or whatever, and ends up backing right up into this motorcycle cop behind them where the cop proceeds to walk with the uh, top part of the motorcycle up to their cars. They know they're in trouble.
2: Yeah. I mean, this is classic Balky Larry where Balky is trying to say something that's important. And Larry is just like, no, I don't want to hear it.
1: Um, so yeah, we know they're in trouble. We then go to the next scene where we are at the police station. Larry is calling Jennifer, who is just on the other line screaming at him right now, because I mean, it's their wedding day. He's supposed to wedding. be somewhere. He's in jail. She, they don't know what to do. Um, Larry starts crying. um, Jennifer's still screaming on the phone and uh, I did make a note here not important but uh, the ice cream looked really fake and I I, I did not appreciate it
2: what ice cream are you talking about
1: so either Larry or Balgi had an ice cream cone. I think Balgi had it first but then he hands it to Larry but uh, it was just made of clay like the top of it like in the jail yeah I don't know why he had an ice cream cone but he did
2: that's strange. He
1: was holding an ice I, cream I, I, cone. It was made of clay. Totally it. it was the fakest ice cream I've ever seen. I mean, I could be wrong. It could have been <laughs> Milwaukee the whole time, but I don't know.
2: Were you watching the same episode? This, maybe you had like the director's cut.
1: Yeah, I think I must have. That's all I got. Um, so okay. Balky tells, uh, he asks to talk to Marianne because they're the only ones not screaming and uh, lets her know that they need cash to pay the fine to get out of jail. I think that's the whole situation right now.
2: That's That's pretty much it for right now.
1: So after they kind of wrap up, Larry's done crying, um a detective comes over and he says they need some volunteers for a lineup because I guess they're going to they've got a witness who's trying to pick out a criminal or something. And uh Balki's very excited and immediately volunteers. Uh Larry doesn't really want to, but the uh detective ends up calling the two of them over to help them out with this lineup that's going on.
2: Would you would you participate in a lineup? Yeah. You were? Why not? I, I think I mean I agree, all right? Cuz the idea of a lineup, at least as far as I know, is that the police already know who the person is. They just need the wit- to see if the witness is reliable and able to identify that person, right? That's the yeah, idea. I mean, that makes sense. That's what I, th- I think is the I, what's supposed to happen.
1: Yeah, and uh, that's kind of what happens here. But uh, So what happens is he pulls the two of them in, be in the lineup. Um, there's a guy named Rudy that looks like he's probably a criminal. He joins them. Then... <laughs> Another guy. Steve's being judgy. I mean, he's like, I don't know. He he looks like a criminal type to me. So the,
2: uh, <laughs> I think you look like a criminal type, Steve. I might.
1: You don't know what I did. Um. So then this other guy comes over and he looks exactly like Larry Appleton. Like he looks
2: a whole lot like Larry. He's got like, the he's curly probably, hair. He's, he's got the clothing. The stunt double.
1: He probably is the stunt double. So Balky ends up talking to. I'm just going to call him Fake Larry for now and he has, uh, he has a name i think
2: but i don't know what it is does he probably he does.
1: does i'm calling him fake larry um so oh, no, it's
2: just larry look alike in the credits no
1: um so then they bring in the witness who sees all these guys standing up there he said she's like oh it's definitely number four i can tell by his uh small upper lip or something and number four is larry and not the fake
2: larry and is this where we find out too that they're in there because they're someone is being accused of robbing a liquor store
1: Yeah, it's either now or later. um, Well,
2: they definitely bring it back up. I I think that they also kind of bring it up here as well initially.
1: So, uh, yeah, because Larry says uh, he couldn't have robbed anyone because he was with Balky last night. That's where we get to now. And uh, then the detective's like, oh, you're so lucky because now we've got not only the guy that robbed you, we've also got the getaway driver because now they think Balky was the one that was driving the car
2: right Wait again this doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because don't they know that the other guy is the guy they just need like like they know that balky and larry didn't do it
1: yeah it doesn't make a lot of sense but uh they book larry and balky for being the driver and then uh that's kind of where we are after that scene that's it so we go a little later marianne has now showed up to the uh jail she's very happy to see balky they hug they talk um and important uh balky and larry are both in a cell now like in this jail and uh marianne's on the other side of the bars
2: well they were in the jail they were in the the holding cell for the first time too uh no when they they had when they yeah when they had this alleged ice cream
1: no they were standing outside they were like in front of the desk right there they didn't they didn't go to the jail till after they got uh convicted for doing this uh horrible robbery
2: I might need to watch this episode again.
1: All right, so they're standing. Ice cream. It all happened. I promise. So up. <laughs> Except shows for the, up.
2: I guarantee you, it was Milwaukee, not Chicago. It could have been
1: Milwaukee. I don't know why it's in Milwaukee, you. but uh, we'll go with because they were on their way. They're from Chicago. And isn't Larry
2: from? Isn't Larry from Milwaukee?
1: They live in Chicago.
2: I think they went to visit his family and then and then went to the to the wedding.
1: Just to like, uh, whatever. Check all it. right, so Jennifer comes in.
2: Jennifer's- and
1: she's still furious. She won't even uh, say anything. She just kind of stares at Larry. Um, but she says she's not angry. She says this is a sign, and it's a sign that they shouldn't get married. Maybe she should just go back to the family business of canning corn.
2: That's. I mean, that makes sense to me. It does? No.
1: Okay. So... Yeah, so Larry's sad. He goes and sits down on a bench, like in the jail cell. Balky tries to talk to uh, Jennifer and uh, and and Larry about this whole thing, but um, eventually he actually does get her to change her mind, and she wants to marry Larry. She still does. Well,
2: Balky has a lot to do with her changing her mind.
1: Like, what did he say here?
2: He's just like, you all are meant for each other. This is just—he was just very like the the right thing to do is get married.
1: Um, and then I wrote down like at the end, Balki says, you just have to know what you want and go for it. That was like his ending statement. Yeah. All right. So we go straight from here because it makes sense right to a wedding ceremony, right?
2: In the while they are still in the, in the cell,
1: yep. in the jail, they're in the cell, um, behind the bars. And, uh, Balky is on the phone with the Reverend, who begins to perform the ceremony over the phone, which then Balky recites back and is kind of performing the ceremony for this Reverend over the phone.
2: Right, and it's just filled with balkyisms. He can't get the words right. He, you know, just his typical what happens. So, Balky ends up saying, "Look, I'm just gonna do a opposing wedding."
1: Yep, and the Reverend says, "That's fine." And, um, surprisingly, it's a very simple, like, wedding. Like, you wouldn't, you would think that everything we know from all these Miposean, and uh, traditions, that this would be something crazy. But it's very simple. They exchange rings. They say vows. Um, Balky does make sure that Larry agrees to chew her food if she ever loses all of her teeth. But, um, then they get to a part where they have to tell each other how they feel. And, um, I mean, it's pretty simple, right?
2: Yeah, it's, it's very low-key for a wedding, especially a TV wedding.
1: Yep, so after um, Larry and Jennifer both say how they feel about each other and getting married and everything, then it's uh, Balky's turn to say how he feels about them, and uh, he says how it's like his brother and his sister and everything. And then he pronounces him husband and wife, they kiss through the bars, and then fake Larry, who is so moved by this whole situation, ends up confessing that he was the one that robbed this old lady. Why? why did he confess
2: why why <laughs> he, is he, he still was, even there why he was, is he even still there
1: that's a good that's the probably the best question is why is he still in this jail why, cell?
2: Yeah, why? just let him go we already got the guy this so this episode in general was incredibly underwhelming for a wedding episode yeah, very but much. it was a. but it was a decent perfect strangers episode like it was a perfect strangers episode but it was very underwhelming it and all it kind of you know it's not over yet
1: there's still more right
2: more what episode of this yeah go ahead i must have missed that part
1: so then uh jennifer and marianne or jennifer and uh larry are shown leaving the front steps of the prison everyone's throwing birdseed at them marianne's still on the stairs uh she catches the bouquet from jennifer and then they drive off in a car that says just married and that's the end of the episode
2: so this was a a very Fairly underwhelming <laughs> wedding episode. It was a good Perfect Strangers episode, but it was a fairly underwhelming wedding episode. And it kind of played on the same trope as the Full House wedding, where the law got involved, and that's what kind of delayed things and created tension. But we can't. It was alright.
1: You know, what was a good wedding was the Fuller House wedding.
2: What like the triple wedding? Yeah,
1: in the street and everything. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the dance
2: move. Well, was- that was one of the dance number, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. That have was. We had good any
1: good uh, TGIF weddings yet? We haven't. No. Right? no. Well, we've
2: only had. Have we only had the one wedding? Two now. Well, yeah, one? two now. Yeah, well, the one before this one, two total. Um
1: There's gotta be like, a good one somewhere, right?
2: And especially like leading up from like two, was it two seasons, one season, one and a half seasons of of waiting for this wedding, and this is kind of. Yeah. I guess they were like, "It's a big week. We got we got Urkel doing a crossover. We got to have the wedding. We don't, but we don't want to overshadow Urkel. I don't know. It's a
1: big week. I guess now a we, little bit of guess now we hold
2: out for the Balky Balky Marianne wedding. No, what, what we
1: hold out for is the episode that's going to save us all, and that's Baby Talk season one episode two. The name of this episode
2: Se- is season two episode two. Season, season two right.
1: episode two. It's I mean it's a whole new show. Is it a whole new show? It's a whole new set it's of a whole actors. new show.
2: That's a whole new show. Your
1: loss is my gain is the name of the episode. So the
2: baby barely even talks in this in this version of the show.
1: Yeah. And I did catch uh the little intro clip. Is this kind of like how it oh, was good. last week? Because I didn't see it the was. one before. OK. It was, so just yeah. like a plain white background. And uh-huh. uh, uh, Mickey, Mikey, Mickey, 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 Mickey. Mickey is. Uh, see, I don't even know this kid's name. So Mikey is the him. kid's
2: name. I think Mikey is the baby's name in Look Who's Talking. And it's Mickey in this one. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's right.
1: So, yeah, he's just uh, in this plain white room with another baby. The other baby says, oh, you smell good. And then uh, Mickey's like, uh, yeah, it's this new baby powder. And then the baby smells it again. He says, oh, man, that stuff's strong. Then he passes out. (laughs) That's it. You know, it's important to put it in there. So theme song, we come back. uh, Maggie gets home. James, Scott Baio is sitting, uh, I guess, at their table. I I didn't know what was going on here. He's doing his taxes.
2: It looked like he was doing his taxes, but then we find out that he was also babysitting and that's really what he was doing.
1: Yeah, so um, then it's like, it's weird, like their their relationship between these two already. Cause I mean, she has not been there very long, right? Like a week.
2: (laughs) No, she's already taken more to him than she did to George Clooney. And George Clooney pretty much lived in her house for weeks. But at the um, same
1: time, it seems like he's living in her house now, too, even though he's not because he's like, oh, you want me to make well, you some dinner? And then he like goes in the fridge and like pull stuff out. And
2: like I think what we're supposed to establish here is that he has been there a lot. He's been babysitting a lot. And she has been trying to go on many dates to find a guy. And she yeah. hasn't had any luck. And that's she's, where she just, just
1: got back from, too. Right.
2: right. She's got back from a date. It, it went it went badly. She's like really mad at, at like man right now. So, and he's like, you want some ice cream? I'll make you dinner, Mickey's asleep. Dinner making dinner is getting her ice cream and Mickey is, is already passed out, so.
1: And she offers to help him with his taxes.
2: <laughs> yeah, and then she's like, well, let me help you, which makes sense, she's an accountant, let me help you with your taxes. I like, can, you know, can't be that hard.
1: All right, so then we go to, which is, I'm assuming the next day, um, Mickey and James are, like, playing some, like, math game or something. I don't know. Was yeah, it Connect they're playing. I don't know what it was. But, um, but I don't remember. Maggie is finishing up or at least working on James's taxes on still. It. And um, then we get a buzz from downstairs, and it's Susan who we met in the last episode.
2: Correct. Right. Yep.
1: So um, she's coming upstairs, and while she's on her way up, Maggie's asking James about different things from his, like, reportings and his taxes and stuff. And she asks him about this receipt that he's got for uh, season tickets to the opera. And he's like, uh, oh, yeah, well, uh, he's pretty much just claiming someone else's receipt, trying to claim it as an expense for his musician, like a uh, job that he apparently has. Yeah, he's,
2: he's basically gone around and gotten receipts from whoever he can, to anything that's tangentially related to what he does to try to claim them.
1: Yeah, because he wants her to pretty much help him cheat on his taxes so he can get a refund and not, not owe money. Right, exactly. And she's like, no, no, no. And as this happens, Susan eventually gets upstairs. Um, they are going out for lunch, right?
2: Susan and and Maggie. And, yes, are going yeah, out,
1: Maggie. Yeah. And then James is going to be watching Mickey once again, who the two of them leave and go down to his apartment. Right. And then um, Susan is like her whole thing, these last few episodes is she thinks James is really cute. And wants uh, kind of, I mean, it seems like she's the one that wants to go out with him more than, uh, than Maggie does. Right.
2: Then Maggie, right. And she asks she's like trying to be the good friend and say, Hey, look, do you want to ask him out? Cause if you don't, and you're okay with it, I would like to ask him out. And, and can you help me with that? And, and Maggie's like, I have no interest. Absolutely. You're fine to go on a date with him. No problem.
1: Susan also says, um, I'm not one that will go after someone else's guy. And and then Maggie's like, yeah, you are. She's like, okay, maybe I am. (laughs) So um, from there we go a little bit later where uh, Maggie and Mickey are back in the apartment. I guess they've all gotten back from wherever they were. Um, They're working on like feeding Mickey. And then James comes over once again. And um, she asks James if he would be interested in a date, but not with her, but with Susan. And it seems like uh, James thinks that maybe she's asking him out on a date. but um,
2: Right. He interrupts her halfway through. So before he hears that the date is for Susan, he starts to answer as though the date is for Maggie.
1: Yeah, but I mean, he ends up saying, sure, I'll go out on a date with her. And uh, after he does uh, agree to this, she actually does seem like a little jealous of the whole situation. Like she was kind of hoping that he would say no is what it seemed like to me.
2: Say that again? That he would say no?
1: Yeah, that she she was To me, it seemed like that Maggie was hoping that James would say no to going on a date with Susan. Like she seems um, jealous that he said yes after he said yes. No, you didn't get that.
2: I didn't really get that, but I mean, I think I think they're trying to. I think that, that is what they're. Yeah, like I think she time. likes
1: James, but it's just not at the point of where she's comfortable like asking him out yet.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think she is trying to figure that out herself, honestly. Sure.
1: All right, so then we go to a little later, and I'm. St- Her name's Danielle, right? It's not Daniella. No, it's Daniela. No, it's Danielle.
2: They, I they I listened said clearly
1: both times and made sure.
2: I'll, I'll we'll we'll settle this next episode.
1: All right, so later, Mickey and Danielle (parentheses A) uh, are in a uh, cr- are in a. Daniela.
2: They're like in a Daniel crib.
1: A. Um, I thought they were at Anita's house, but I think they're actually at Maggie's house, They're at Maggie's house, house. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they brought um, Danielle uh, over to uh, hang out with Mickey while Anita watches them. And uh, Maggie's going out on another date again.
2: Right. And this is the same night that James is also going out on his date with Susan. So James comes up to stop by to see what they think of his outfit before he goes out.
1: Yeah, and... uh before he gets there, Jack buzzes up. That's uh, that's the date for uh, Maggie. So right. this is all going on while Jack's coming upstairs. Um, James ends up knocking on the door, um, and he's all dressed up, like uh, he looks like he's going out on a date, uh, and, and that's something that Maggie hasn't seen from James yet. She always sees him like in his work gear or just casual stuff. Watching Mickey.
2: Yeah, and Nina comments on it too. They're both pretty impressed with with his look.
1: Um, he had only really come up, though, to ask for some restaurant advice like, oh, should I take her to uh, Italian or Japanese because I don't have enough money for French food or something like that because this, <laughs> this is my job and you're doing my taxes and I need you to cheat on him a little more so I can get some more money.
2: <laughs> so I get some more money. And Maggie reckon- recommends Japanese. Yeah,
1: I would have too. I mean, that sounds great.
2: I mean, I think you can go – There's, I don't think you can go wrong.
1: Especially in New York, right?
2: Especially in New York.
1: All right. So – Anita said. Anita mentions that Susan's very lucky. And, uh, this is again, where we get kind of like a scene where we're unsure of Maggie's feelings towards James at this point. Right. But, um, she's trying to talk up Jack, trying to act like she's got this great date coming. And, uh, eventually he does show up and he lets her know that he got there early because he figured they could just walk the 20 blocks to the restaurant and save on a cab fare.
2: Right. So trying to establish that he is cheap and not the kind of guy that that Maggie's going to be into.
1: Yeah. And she uh, shows this very quickly with the look of disappointment on her face as they uh, in this scene. So from here we go kind of like to a couple quick scenes of both couples on their dates. It starts with a scene of uh, Susan and James on their date. And uh, it seems like Susan's having a great time. Um, James, I mean, maybe having a great time. I don't know.
2: There's a lot of like kind of cues here. Like she, Susan mentions that she really isn't into Japanese, so she's they're not she's not thrilled about it. Um, but she's also like really into James, and mm-hmm. she said she doesn't mind sitting on the floor uh, that there's certain advantages. Um, and then James is kind of just talking about his taxes the entire time because that's all he can think about. And she's totally not responding and ignoring any of the kind of conversation that he is putting out there and just being like, I'm in love with you.
1: And then they jump to uh, Maggie and Jack's date and it's just pretty much just more of him being cheap, right?
2: And and racist. And racist. What do
1: you, what racist thing did he say?
2: Well, he says he doesn't like to spend money on taxis. Oh, I remember. Um, yeah, and yeah. That and that all of the taxi drivers are just—he doesn't say immigrants. He says something probably more derogatory. They're just like foreigners who just got here or something like that.
1: And he's like, "They're all happy to be here now" or something like that. Well, and
2: she's like, well, you, "Well, weren't we all, you know, from somewhere else at some point?" He's like, "My my family was, you know, hardworking, happy to be here, Americans that 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 were, you know, or no, the hard that that's I can't remember, but yeah, you're right. Basically, his the the way that his family immigrated is is superior to the way that." Uh, immigrants come now and so he has problems with with immigrants and therefore taxi drivers he says
1: and then we go back to um to james and susan um more of just like susan having a good time i think they're they're a lot looser than the uh than the other couple is on their
2: day they are but they're both very in their own worlds and not connecting
1: Um, then they go back to Jack and Maggie one more time and, uh, it's like time for dessert and she's like reaching for the plate to like grab a piece of cake. And he's like, "Oh, you don't want any dessert, do you? And he's like trying to get the check and then like goes off to the bathroom and she's like, Hey, don't forget to leave your credit card when you go out there. So yeah, super cheap.
2: Yeah. The assumption is that he like bails on her and, and makes her pay for dinner.
1: Um, Yeah, so then we go to a scene uh, where Maggie's getting home. She's back at the apartment. She's getting home from the state. She looks like she's in pain because she just walked 20 blocks once again and uh, is complaining to Anita now uh, about Jack and how cheap he was.
2: Why don't you think she just got a... I mean, if the guy ditched her, which we get the impression that he did. I didn't think think he did. You don't think so?
1: No, I think he... I don't think he, like... I th- I'm pretty sure he paid for it eventually. My point is
2: at, at this point of the night, I think she's well within her right to just be like, I'm going to get a cab. I'll, I'll get her own cab. Yeah. Yeah. Just
1: peace out. Maybe because he did walk with her and that's why. Who knows?
2: Still, still though. It's not like she has any, she owes this guy anything at, at this point. Yeah, sure.
1: Um. So then uh, Anita and Danielle uh, leave and uh, Mickey ends up waking up, which excites Maggie because she, now she's not alone. She's got Mickey to hang out with for a few minutes.
2: Yep. And any ice cream with. Yep,
1: and uh, there's a knock on Cause the door. Because the one thing
2: about Anita is Anita doesn't engage in any of the, like, after you just got home rituals that, that James did. So she doesn't have one to eat ice cream with or, like, talk about the date or anything like that.
1: Uh, there is a knock on the door, though, and it is James. And uh, Maggie's kind of hoping that uh, James and Susan's date did not go well. But uh, to her surprise, finds out that uh, Susan is actually still downstairs in James's apartment. She's going to help him out with his taxes for a little bit. And uh, their date is actually still going on as uh, they're talking.
2: I think it's more messed up that she's, he's having Susan look over his taxes than like the whole relationship part of this. Because like well, does he not trust Maggie?
1: No, she, he says something like uh, that Susan's got a lot more gray areas than you do. And she, he just thinks that she's going to help him out, uh, get a little extra money on the side.
2: He's going to jail.
1: So uh then we I guess this is probably a little later that night, maybe you think?
2: Yeah, yeah. I think she's like putting him back to sleep putting Mickey back to sleep.
1: Yeah, Maggie and Mickey are uh, are reading and uh we're introduced to Anita's other kids.
2: Oh no, no no this is the next day. This is the next this day. Is definitely the next day, definitely the next day.
1: So is this uh the first we've seen of Tony, right? I think so. I, I don't, don't think, think he was in he the, was in the last, last episode. They might have mentioned that he had that she had a son or something. We definitely like knew
2: that. that she had a son because she went to pick him up uh um, right. yeah, in yeah. the last episode.
1: So his name's Tony, he's like, I don't know, 10, 12 years old, something in that range. Yeah.
2: And he's a normal uh, kid.
1: he comes running in. Uh did he shave Danielle's head or start to shave all, it? Or wanted to All shave we know it? is that he
2: gave Danielle a haircut.
1: And he's holding clippers in his hands like electric right
2: yeah i mean we don't we don't know to what extent and we probably will never see her with a haircut but
1: yeah so anita comes over um sends tony home to talk to his dad so he goes back he's in trouble and anita and maggie start to talk about james and susan and then as this is going on uh susan buzzes up she's downstairs right so she gets upstairs um anita leaves and susan says that uh James just doesn't do it for her and he kind of she kind of like digs in a little bit and finds out that uh, they went for a kiss and it just it wasn't a good kiss pretty much.
2: Yeah, I think that I think that was just part of the whole fact that she thinks that they didn't really have any chemistry.
1: Yeah. Um, and the other reason why she came up there is she wants Maggie to break the second date that is already planned for tomorrow between James and Susan.
2: And Maggie doesn't want to do it. And she shouldn't. Susan is a grown woman. She can handle breaking up the second date herself.
1: Yep. But she does eventually agree, right? She does. All right. So James comes over. Um, She tells James that uh, Susan really likes him a lot, but uh, doesn't really want to see him again. That it's kind of over between the two of them.
2: Yeah. And James kind of got that. Already knew that.
1: Yep. He knew he was coming. So the two of them start making some ice cream. But uh, James is still curious. He asks Maggie, what was it that Susan didn't like? And uh, he discovers that it was actually because, well, I this is what I got out of it. It was because of the kiss, right?
2: I think it was largely because of the kiss.
1: Um, he gets upset um, and then stands up with Maggie and starts to show her, like, what he was doing, like, how the kiss worked out. Like, you got to kiss the inside of her wrist and then rub her head like this. And... Uh, He thought how he thought it went really well. And then he shows how he actually kissed Susan as he kisses Maggie, who is left speechless.
2: She loved it. Yeah, she was into it. there was chemistry there.
1: She kind of plays off liking it. But James ends up leaving and then she kind of just collapses on the couch. That's it. Well, we have one line. That is it, right? We have one line from Mickey still. Who says, Okay, what does "Uh, Mickey say? I need changing, but I think I'll give her a minute. And then, then Mickey starts laughing and then that's the end of the episode.
2: That's the end of it.
1: Yep. So yeah, that's uh baby talk for this week. So a full week of new TGIF shows, lots to look forward to and all these stories that are going on right now.
2: Yeah. Most of them. Hopefully you all enjoyed the live podcast. We, you know, apologize again for the auto audio quality, but it is what it is. So. Yeah.
1: I mean, uh, the crowd sounded great. So that's all that matters, right?
2: Yeah. The crowd was great. The crowd was, was great. Uh,
1: yeah so if you want to follow us and keep listening to these episodes uh, you can just follow us on all social media at TGIFcast subscribe to the podcast anywhere you get your podcast from we post uh, video versions of interviews and stuff on our YouTube just uh, go to YouTube and search two guys into Fridays uh, thanks to Ray Lee once again for the theme song
2: this week yeah yeah for sure thank you
1: um, awesome con June 3rd through 5th 2022 go ahead and book, <laughs> book your hotel you can't buy your tickets yet though Book no. your flight too if you're coming. All those fans that we have and like all over the place, go ahead, and- all over the world. Come Book. and
2: come and see us in DC. Book your There's flights. a lot to do. There's a lot to do in DC. There's, You'll love it. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, yeah. So, what do we got coming up next week on this show? New episodes, full, I'm guessing, of full all full week.
2: Yeah, full week, normal, normal lineup. So, Family Matters season three, episode three, Step by Step season one, episode three, Perfect Strangers season seven, episode three, and Baby Talk season two, episode three.
1: Perfect Strangers is what eight seasons. Perfect Strangers? Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Eight seasons.
1: All right. Uh, But I
2: I imagine most of that will be leading up to the Balky Marianne wedding.
1: Oh, and also, I mean, if you watch the shows on Hulu, like a lot of us do, uh, there's probably some news coming up. Uh, When I looked the other day, there's only like six, seven, eight days left of these shows on Hulu, and then they're coming off. So we're expecting them somewhere, maybe HBO Max. But uh, as soon as we know, we'll let you guys know so you can watch along with us.
2: Yeah, hopefully it won't be too much of an issue. But, you know, I guess we're going to just have to see. So cool all right man uh anything else
1: no that's it all right steve have a good week you got it dude it's friday
0: night it's friday night and the mood is right right. we gotta have some fun show you how it's done tgif tba podcast